Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Another edition of Restore the Floor. This is Stoney along with the one, the only, Evan Jenkins. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Did you know that there's actually an Evan Jenkins in Ohio with the same spelling and everything? I found it out via the bank. No relation? None at all. Isn't wow. that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. So I'm not the one and only. You're not, you're, you know what? <laughs> we should do the, the opening again now. Um, by the way, before we can start going to the Pistons, since it is Thanksgiving, would it be fair to say if there was a turkey of the year in the NBA, would it be Kyrie Irving? Or is there somebody else that I'm missing? I mean, Jalen Brown tried to take the cake by doubling down on everything that yes. <laughs> That Kyrie does. Well, you could say uh, Miles Bridges, too. but No, he, he's the winner Yeah, because he cost himself the entire year yes, and maybe exactly. his career. Yes, probably. All right, uh, Tuesday night, the Pistons did something that they haven't done all season. They won a road game like the Lions did two weeks ago. They win a road game. They get their fourth win of the year. Congratulations. And, look, what's weird about this game was obviously Cade's out and Isaiah Stewart is out. But now Sadiq Bey is hurt. They sent him home. And the bench basically scoring, not basically, they did. They scored 53 points. Uh, Knox, I mean, Kenny Knox, probably his best game in years. 17 points for Kenny Knox. Pretty impressive. Uh, Alec Burks, 21 points. Uh, like I said, the bench, everybody was a plus player. The starters converse uh, in a weird opposite of uh, 20, 20, 38. They were minus 44. Yeah, they're all minus. Yeah. I'm going to say it again. I don't know how Isaiah Livers gets in that starting lineup. I know. But, I mean, he played 24 minutes. He scored five points. Only only took three shots. Three blocks. I mean, I I just... Listen, I digress, but first off, he can't play a four, let alone defend a four. No, So maybe that's still going to change, but, I mean, they're reluctant to bring Duran to start, right? Yeah, and he played really good again. I I thought Bagley played pretty well. Bagley did. Seven seven or eight from the field. He had, what, uh, what, rebounds number kind of worried me a little bit. I know, 14 points. Uh, Bogdanovich again, 22 points. Jay Nivey had a poor game, I mean, statistically. You know, three for 11 from the shot. Shooting, and you know, he still had five points. Killian did have nine assists, but his shot was off a you know, one for five from three. They still did not shoot well from the three. Uh, 20, uh, eight or 28, eight, 28%. Yeah, 28%. Uh, but over 50% from the field, which is good. And they made 12 of their 14 free throws. I give them tons of credit. Now, when they were up like 12 with like six and a half minutes left, and they almost blew the game, uh, which has been the biggest problem of this team. When they are in games, they can't find a way to finish. Give them credit. They were able to hold off a full Denver team. Yeah. I okay, mean, Jokic, Jokic played. And he only scored 31 with 10 <laughs> assists, nine rebounds. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the, the dude is unreal. Like, yeah. he was averaging, what, 20 on the year or something mm-hmm. along those lines. 
and he's a back-to-back MVP. He's as legit as they get. And I listen, you look at the stat sheet, you're like, well, they didn't do much against them, but they did. And to your point, all of their starters were plus plus 21, plus 16, plus 13, yes. plus 13, plus 11. It's their bench that killed them. Killed them. They were all negative. Negative 23, 19, 15, 12, 8, and 7. And, hey, if that's what the Pistons got to do to get wins is play the bench, then so be it. Yes. But that's not a good sign for no. the future. No, not, a, not at all. But, look, this is a makeshift you know, team with all the injuries. But you it know, is. That do happens. we know what happened to Bay? No, I read it somewhere. Um, but they did. They sent him home because originally he, just, well, he didn't play the night uh, – the previous game, uh, so they decided to just send him home. Yeah, they said he's going to miss the next sprained right ankle. Okay. So the Pistons right now are 4-15. and 15. Uh, Wednesday night, they take on probably the biggest surprise in the NBA, the Utah Jazz, because of all the moves that Danny Ainge made, including trading Bogdanovich here for Saban Lee and Kelly Olenek, Everybody thought Danny Ainge was tanking the season, and with rightfully so. But out of nowhere, uh, the Pistons will have to face probably a all-star, probably maybe the most improved player in the league, and that's Laurie Markkinen, who at age, what, I think he's 25, suddenly has become an unbelievable player with 22 points a game. Yeah, I mean, he's got the skill set. He's tall. He's, what, 6'11", six, 6'10", six, yeah. something like that. He's got a big body. He can put it on the floor. He can take it to the rack. He can shoot. He can do all the intangibles that you want out of your big nowadays. Yeah. Now, did I ever expect him to score 22 a game? No. no not at all. No. But, I mean, it, first off, hearing Danny Ainge associated with any team other than the Celtics right now is kind of crazy to me. Yes. And... But he's done well. I mean, then you look at like somebody like Mike Conley Jr., who's who he's out. You know, he's not going to play tonight. Mm-hmm. But it's that's a vet that you could look at that can lead your team, right? I mean, he's not what he used to be. No. He's averaging ten a game or whatever. But I, I like him. I mean, but then they how how are their rookies playing? Uh, not much. Well, Kessler plays what fourteen and a half minutes a game, averages. You know, five points and, and, and five rebounds. My man from Kansas, uh, forgive me, I'll never pronounce his name right. The uh, uh, Ajabi. Yeah. Well, he's, he's only played six games. Yeah, he's so played he's, not he, at he, all. But you look at this roster. And I'm, you're I, like, can't, I can't believe Rudy Gay's still in the league. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I remember when he lost his eye in that basketball <laughs> game while he was in college. Yeah. But, but you know, you got Colin Sexton there. And, yes. I mean, good player. I Johnny mean, Juzang, that was, right. but he's not playing for them right, right now. Right. That was, you know, Colin Sexton was one of the guys that got in the Donovan Mitchell trade, which was another sign that this team was tanking. Uh, and, you know, uh, Will Hardy, their coach, everybody's talking about the coach of the year because they are 12 and 7. They've leveled, leveled off a little bit. And they're first place right yeah, now. I mean, that's I, all exactly. you can ask for, right? And, you know, you know, Malik Beasley's playing really well. You got Jordan uh, Clarkson there. He's a solid NBA and player. And Kelly Olynyk is doing what I thought he would do for the Pistons, only he's doing it even better because I really liked him when he played uh, for the Celtics, uh, among other teams. He's averaging just over 12.5 points a game. He's played in every game, and he gets, you know, four and a half rebounds. He's a decent outside shooter, leads the team in steals. So, Well, when you say decent outside shooter, he's shooting 50% from three right yeah. now. That's pretty damn good. That's really good. That's what I big. thought he was going to be with the Pistons. Speaking of threes, did you do you know who holds the current all-time shooting percentage record for the NBA in three-point shots? No. It's not Seth, Steph Curry. It's Seth, Seth Curry. 
Wow. At like 43% or something like that. Because I was watching uh, your boys play against Brooklyn. Right. Well, it's funny. You, you mentioned Philly that. kind of went whack, huh? Like, yeah, well, that's the best they could do? Well, you 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 mention you know that that game and to digress for a second, and it actually ties in with the Pistons with their injuries. Philly playing Brooklyn, the return of Ben Simmons, and he was pretty good before the game and had a good attitude. I, I thought I, he was during, great during during. He played pretty well, especially in the first half. Yeah, like eleven, uh, eleven, and seven. Yeah, like. and look, they booed him. He thought the boos would be louder, and that, that was cool. But a friend of mine said, "I'm I'm betting Philly on the money line." I said. <laughs> Money line. I said they don't have Embiid's not playing. Harden's hurt, and now Maxi's you know has a major foot injury. I mean, their number one option is Tobias Harris right now. You're gonna bet on them, and he said, "Well, it was like you know the odds were really good, and they won the game outright, kind of like what the Pistons did against Denver. Only Philly was home. Yeah, I mean but, nobody really. I mean Kyrie showed up a little bit, Durant showed up a little bit, but it, it was just a weird game. I yeah. mean the NBA is kind of a weird game now, but yeah, they're. they're their starting lineup was P.J. Tucker. How about this stat line? Oh, he's been horrible. He played 37 minutes. He scored zero points. <laughs> he went. They got him six. for his toughness for the playoffs because they were, you know, accused of being really. But soft then you got Montrez Harrell, who's I don't know what his deal is with Giannis and everything. That's a weird. Deal. Oh my god. Um, Shake Milton. Don't they call him Shake still? Yeah. Milton or Melton? Um, they Melton got a Milton the, and a Melton. Right, right. D'Anthony, uh, I think it's D'Anthony Melton. Yeah. They got from Memphis uh, as a free agent. He's pretty good. They're just piecing together right uh, Yes. They, <laughs> they're just thankful they still have uh, enough walking bodies on that team. Crazy. In but, fact, they just signed Saban Lee. Did they? I, th- I swear I saw Saban Lee walking in with Dwayne Casey to that game last night, but it, I must have been mistaken <laughs> because it looked just like him. I'm telling you. It, it might be. So, uh, Pistons, Utah on, on Wednesday, and it's back-to-back, which every team goes through, but it's back-to-back altitude games. Right. I mean, I mean that, that's going to, you know, I don't, I don't expect the Pistons to win back-to-back on the road, but I said before the road trip, I'd be really okay if they won two out of the six. Yeah. So they got one. They got you know, Utah coming up is the next game, and then Friday – they take on the Phoenix Suns. Well, Friday night, the Pistons close out the six-game road trip uh, with a visit to the Valley of the Sun, and that means the Phoenix Suns, who uh, lead the Pacific Division right now, one of the best teams in the NBA. Joining us now is uh, one of the radio voices of the Phoenix Suns, a proud alum of Syracuse University, also a proud alum of WDFN, and Evan, I don't know if you know this, a longtime friend of golfing legend Aaron Oberholzer. Oh, nice. They went to, uh, I believe, high school together. He is Johnny Bloom. What's up, Bloomer? Stoney, Evan, good to be with you talking hoops. I am, uh, I'm ecstatic that you've taken on this challenge, Stoney, because I think it is your crowning achievement of your career. I know you've done a number of things in radio and television and, you know, all kinds of, of action. Uh, and Evan, I know you've got uh, quite a past as well, but uh, you, you probably have to agree with me that this has to be the crowning achievement for Stoney to be hosting a Detroit Pistons podcast. Yes. I'm, I'm really fired up about it. Especially we are a team that does. Finally won a road game on Tuesday night. So. Not bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. And they wore their teal in doing it as well. 
That's right. And the only, you know, it took maybe one or two more tries than the Warriors did to win a road game. So you can't feel that bad. <laughs> Crazy. That's to true. Think about, That's yeah. right. The Pistons actually beat the Warriors here. That's one of their four <laughs> wins. The Warriors. Uh, let's talk about uh, your team for a second. Uh, Tuesday night, a little interesting action with Patrick Beverly, the Lakers. Uh, kind of a cheap shot on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? No, it's not kind of at all. That is a cheap shot. It's horrible. The guy doesn't play basketball. I don't know why he's in the league. Why is Patrick Beverly an NBA player? He doesn't play basketball. Nothing he does on the court is basketball related. I mean, that is a that's a that's a body check that would work on the ice. It's a body check that would work on a football field. That's not a basketball play. And I hope he gets uh, to take a break from the game for a little while, like I've been forced to do, courtesy of COVID. He should be forced to do it, courtesy of the fact that he's making plays that don't resemble anything that anyone does on a basketball court and he, he, uh, so he did, yeah. did he do it to chris paul a few years ago as yes. well correct two years ago in the final uh, before the, the western conference finals uh it was a, an absolute bush league move uh a cheap shot and that's what he did last night to a guy that's much bigger than him so it's not going to hurt deandre ayton when patrick beverly uh you know gives him that body shot but with with chris paul it definitely could have hurt him and he and his you know whole head snap back when he fell and it was really uh infuriating to to planet orange as we like to refer refer to the sun's fan base here but uh you know then patrick Beverly goes back to la uh, after a brief stay in minnesota where they were loving him up in minneapolis i don't know if you heard yeah. all that palaver last year but boy did they love him as a leader and what he was doing to their house and he still was a cheap shot artist and not a basketball player and then now he's on the lakers are you kidding me? You put a guy like that that the Suns hate on that team? Please do that because it's going to motivate them to whoop them even more, and they're going to beat them all four times this year. I will be surprised if the Lakers get one against the Suns this year. All right, John, you got to help me out a little bit because I saw the game on TV, and I thought I was watching Charlotte against the Lakers. Can you give me a little backstory behind those uniforms that Phoenix was wearing? Those I don't know yeah, if it's yeah, teal or whatever. it is. One. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, first off, Evan, the uh, proper color is turquoise. Turquoise. There we go. <laughs> it's okay. Not teal. That you guys get the teal right. in the Motor City. And I was there covering the Stones when they were wearing those uniforms. Mm. So I have I have like a weird affinity to it. But uh, as far as the Suns ones, these are awesome. These are dedicated to the 22 tribes that are uh, that are recognized federally in Arizona. Uh, and and on the uniforms itself, there's so many little um, you know nuances that you don't get if you just see them on a highlight reel. But if you watch a, a game or you listen to us describe them on the radio, uh, there is uh, the word sun in all the 22 tribes languages along the sides of the jersey and on the uh, shorts. The, the um, All the tribes are listed. It's just a very... Uh, Reverential. I, I'm trying to come up with a, with a, how they're treating the tribes and how they're trying to include the Native Americans here in Arizona, and I am absolutely thrilled with it because I've seen the results from the tribes themselves. They love basketball. They have built gyms in the northern parts of the state that are unbelievably sparkling and look like professional basketball gymnasiums for the the game that they're playing on their own land and uh you know it's it's amazing that now we're we're able to get that out because we can show these uniforms and it just opens the door to telling more of the story which i'm i'm thrilled about does kerry like approve 
Oh, yeah, she's all over it, Tony. I mean, she's leading the challenge. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, no. no politics on this podcast. No. Um, let, let's talk about the team. Uh, in the offseason, everybody was under the impression uh, that DeAndre Ayton was no longer going to be a Phoenix Sun. I mean, it was even rumored that the Pistons were going to – you know, offer him a, a a contract. He didn't get along with Monty Williams in, in the last playoff game. Now he's back and he's playing well, right? He is. I mean, I think that there's still always this desire for him to take over and dominate because he was the number one overall draft pick. And there's always expectations with that. Lots of times they're unfair. I'm not going to say that they're unfair with DeAndre Ayton because now here he has his $35 million a year. He's in his fifth season. He should be ready to, to take the next step, and uh, and I think he will. I, I do uh, think that when it comes down to it, if the Suns are going to be successful in the end in the postseason, he's going to play a huge role in that. He's already playing a big role in their success to start this season, and I don't think that the success in the regular season is taking as much of a priority with this group after what's happened the last couple of years. They obviously made it all the way to the finals, took a 2 nothing lead on the Bucks before falling in six. And that was a hurt, you know, that, that they had to get over last year, and they did, and they rallied, and they had their best regular season in the franchise history with 64 wins. But then they go and they lose to the Mavericks and flame out in a way that none of us ever expected, and that was even more hurtful. So they had to bounce back after that, and now you're dealing with, uh, you know, maybe a different attitude as far as the regular season's concerned, and we can see that based on Chris Paul missing seven games. I don't know how bad his heel is, but I do know this is a pretty new thing for him to not play basketball when he feels like he can. And I don't know if it, you know when they're going to decide that it is time for him to come back, um, whether that's Friday against the Pistons or whether that's you know when they hit the road after this homestand. But uh, I, I think that it is part of what we're seeing with their new kind of prioritizing, which is making sure that if Chris Paul is going to be 100%, they want it to be when it matters most. Now, with Chris Paul being out, there's a guy that uh, people here in Big Ten country know, and that's Dwayne Washington Jr., and he's played better over the last week. Do you think his rise is still going to be there? He's had a game in the 20 points and 15 against the Lakers in the last game. Is that somebody that stepped up and really helped out the Suns? Yeah, he's stepped up big time, Evan. And you know what's awesome about him is we get to talk Michigan a lot because uh, not you mentioned Ohio State, he's from but Grand he Rapids. claims the West. Yeah, he claims West Side. I mean, he's he's like Devin Booker. He calls him his big brother. When Booker was getting going in Grand Rapids before he moved down to Moss Point, Mississippi, for high school, he was the star. Everybody in Western Michigan was looking at this young Devin Booker as a 13-, 14-year-old kid and saying, wow, this guy you know, might be one of our better players to come out of this region. But then he moves down south, and Dwayne Washington loses touch with his quote-unquote big bro, uh, at least as far as being in the same city. They stay in touch. Booker basically laid out a plan with Dwayne Washington saying, you're next here, and uh, we're going to meet at the top. And here they are playing for the Phoenix Suns together. It is such a cool story, and they talk about it. They talk about that, that history between the two of them and how you know, it kind of broke apart for a little while. Then Dwayne goes to Ohio State, played great there, didn't get drafted, goes to Indiana, plays great for the Pacers in a role that he probably didn't even think he'd have as a rookie. Um, and then the Pacers get rid of him because they want to open up room to offer DeAndre Ayton the max contract. <laughs> so the Suns not only sign DeAndre Ayton, but they scoop up Dwayne Washington Jr., who they, who they had to cut. So it was – it's kind of uh, salt in the wounds for the Pacers, but for the Suns, it's fantastic, and especially now that Chris Paul's not available because campaign's been excellent, filling in as a starting point guard, but then you got to go to somebody else, and Landry Shamit's been a guy that Monty Williams likes 
using in that role, but he's out with the concussion and has been out for over a week with that. So Dwayne Washington stepping up in a big way, and he is an exciting basketball player and a young one too. We don't have a lot of young guys anymore. I remember, Stoney, when I used to talk to you about hoops yeah. when I was doing the post-game show for years, we would call this the daycare center. We had all these draft picks. That Now you guys have that. We actually have grown men. Dwayne Washington, the youngest of the group for Phoenix. So. Yeah, we're joined by John Bloom, the uh, radio voice of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, uh, how is the breakup of uh, Devin Booker and uh, Kendall Jenner going to affect this team? Uh, championship, I think. I, mean, I think it's got it. I think it's perfect timing. I mean, I think you get rid of the distraction and you move on. You focus on hoops. He's the best shooting guard in the NBA right now. And uh, I think he's a leader. I think he's also been a reason why the Suns can win without Chris Paul because he handles the basketball a ton. He's a great playmaker. People don't understand that part about his game. I think, uh, you know, it's it's one of those deals where the relationship – yeah, I think that was exciting for fans. My girls definitely loved watching the tabloids and seeing him pop up in different events with the Kardashians. But I am uh, of, of the opinion that Book's going to be just fine. Um, and, and I think he's going to uh, actually probably be better off in the long run because I just didn't think that was his crowd, you know, that whole part of it. I think Kendall's great. And according to my girls, that she's the best of the group. But as far as as that's concerned, uh, I think he's going to move on, and I think the team will probably be better off for it too. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you noticed this, Stoney. After I don't know if it was the last game, Booker went and wore himself a uh, alliance hat afterwards. So oh, he really? Is, he is representing the city. Oh, good. Do you ever hear oh, them talk the about the lions there? All the time. That now that you, listen, it, he. Not only do I, I love this this young man because of what he means to the Phoenix Suns, but there's that extra connection. He knows I was in Michigan before I got here. So we, we've talked a lot about Lions. Uh, even my wife, Jill, has, has broken it down because she still wears all her Lions stuff every single week, as Stoney knows. Uh, mm-hmm. And Booker, you know, he's, he's interesting with it. He's a diehard. But he also, you know, he loves to talk trash. So he would love to get the Lions in a position where he could start talking trash to the likes of Eddie Johnson, who's this big Chicago Bears fan, our television analyst, and, uh, you know, all the other guys that rep their teams. Mikel Bridges is a Rams fan. His team's down this year after winning the Super Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, Lions three in a row. I hope they get one on Turkey Day, and we might have some trash talking with Devin Booker against <laughs> with his teammates. Now, my last one about Booker. I don't, I don't know, Stoney, if you saw this, but he rolled up to his game in a 1996 Chevy Impala. So, John. Is he allowing you to borrow any of his cars to take out on the weekend? Because this guy's car, it's insane. His collection's off the charts. So, Evan, I'm not going – I haven't been uh, allowed to take one yet. But I'm going (laughs) to transition my, like, attention from getting an invite to the uh, Kardashian wedding to now maybe just getting uh, to take one of the Impalas out for a ride. He's got so many old-school Chevys, and he's such a Chevy dude. Like, he's loyal. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Stoney, I mean, he yeah, has hey. like the garage, like an entourage or something like that. It's ridiculous. Like a Jay Leno garage? Yep. Uh, not probably yep. not that big, but right. it, it's close. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm a Sarah Whalen Chevrolet guy, so I there mean, it's, go. it's a good thing. Yeah, Stoney's got his blazer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that, that, that's right. Uh, by the way, you know, hey, Devin Booker's great, but he's no Stanley Johnson. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was, you know. Well, have uh, you not heard that bit before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then there's always the uh, Luke Kennard, Donovan Mitchell one. But then again, you know, the Pistons, if they would have taken Devin Booker, they probably won games where they wouldn't have been in position to take Donovan Mitchell, too. Or they wouldn't have Cade Cunningham with a broken shin. That's right. <laughs> 
it's a shame. I was looking forward to seeing him play, too. How long is he going to be out? We don't know. He might have surgery, so it might be for a while. Hey, it's all about Victor. What do, what do <laughs> people around the league yeah, say right. about Cade Cunningham? I'm, I'm interested to hear an outsider's take, because this is what I say, and it's kind of sacrilegious around here to even say this. I say that he is a very, very good player. I don't know if he is a great player yet. And what I mean by that, like... You can't have your point guard that can't shoot a three, and I, I don't know. But what is what is his, your take from the outside looking in at his game? I think that uh, from what I hear from other people and how I feel personally is Cade Cunningham is a guy who actually could become the player that everybody thought Ben Simmons was going to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Ben Simmons is never going to be that player. I think we all know Ben Simmons is never going to be the player. We all, everywhere, not we all, because I didn't think Ben Simmons was going to add to much when he couldn't win at LSU as a, as a, a college player. But that's my own take. Uh, he came into the league with all that expectation. Kate Cunningham as well. But the thing is, I believe Kate Cunningham has all those abilities, the playmaking, the defense. Not a great shooter yet. Better shooter than Ben Simmons, I think. Absolutely. Uh, and, 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 and it's confidence. Like, I don't see him ever completely devoid of confidence, whereas Ben Simmons was devoid of confidence even as a college player a couple times I watched him. And to me, that is such a massive thing to overcome as an 18, 19-year-old. You know, if you don't have, like, unbelievable amounts of like Devin Booker's confidence is through the roof. It's the beam that they put out in Sacramento when they win a game. That's <laughs> Booker's confidence. It's just always on. It's always on. So to me, that's what helps him lift him to be as good as he is. He's not the best athlete in the world. He's not the greatest shooter in the world. He's one of them. But, you know, it's confidence that makes him make all these shots and make the plays that he needs to make. I don't see that in Ben Simmons, but I do see that in Cade Cunningham, and that makes me confident he's going to turn into an excellent basketball player and have a great career. I don't know if he'll be a superstar, Evan, to answer your question. That's the tough thing. When we take guys that high in the draft, you always expect them yep. to be a superstar, but they don't. Do the Pistons have any shot Friday night? Yes, they do. Because in this league right now, Stoney, every team can beat every team. Uh, there's maybe a couple exceptions, okay? I mean, the right. Houston Rockets are pretty bad, but uh, they've already beaten a couple good teams, too. I know they don't have more than three or four wins, but that's what I'm looking at right now in the regular season is uh, you can jump up on a, on a night and you can take a team out that's not prepared to beat you. And the Suns are going to have to play back-to-back for the first time at home because they play Pistons Friday, Jazz Saturday, and they're going to have their minds on the Jazz because they just lost in Utah. So it is a chance. But uh, if the Suns play their game, they, sh- they should be able to get the job done. They're still pretty tough to beat. All right. Uh, so you're in town on Saturday, February 4th. The Suns, you want to get uh, your tickets to see uh, Devin Booker, <laughs> Pistons.com, Ticketmaster. That, that's the place. So we'll have a, a weekend with the Bloomer. Now, hopefully you guys aren't playing Friday night, too. Uh, yeah, I think we are on a uh, back-to-back back that to back. trip, too. But you know what? I am excited to see you regardless. We won't have golf this time on fe- in February. No. Detroit, I'm guessing. Maybe some indoor activity, some pizza. I don't know. I'll let you pick where we're going to go hang stuff. All right. Uh, Bloomer, thanks as always. Get better, and uh, we appreciate it. All right. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. John Bloom, the voice of the uh, Phoenix Suns. What a, a good dude. A really good golfer. About your love, a little bit, maybe a little better than you. So oh, maybe we'll when he summer, when he right? comes in this summer, because he always does, because he goes to uh, Camp Michiganian because his wife is an alum of the school you hate. Uh, so he's yeah. in, he's in, he's in all the time. So yes, we will we'll, we'll get together and play golf. He used to do a show uh, that was kind of um, competition to uh, our boy Jeff Lesson. Ooh, 
Mm-hmm. With the, with Bill Hobson, the guy who now does the stuff on oh, TV. Oh, on uh, Bally Sports? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. We have the same haircut. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I never thought about that. Well, we thank uh, John for joining us, especially getting us all the uh, update on the, uh, the Devin Booker, Kendall Jenner stuff. Yeah, I mean, Booker is so intriguing. And then, you know, being from here, I'm yes. using air quotes because it's Grand Rapids. And yeah. It's like somebody growing up in the UP and like us claiming them. But yeah, exactly. Anyway, it, it's very intriguing, and I didn't even know that about him and Dwayne Washington. That they, but they are close enough in age. Yeah, and th- that's a very intriguing story. Uh, Rico Beard of the Valenian Rico Show tells me that Dwayne Washington wanted to go to Michigan State so bad, and they just never recruited him. And was that could, Foster Lawyer instead of? Uh, I think it was Cassius. Oh, okay. Well. It worked out. It worked Michigan out State. fine. Yes, it worked out just fine. <laughs> it worked out pretty damn well. So the uh, the Pistons taking on the Utah Jazz Wednesday evening. What's the uh, line on this game? Ev? Uh, the Utah Jazz is favored by eleven points. Do you know what the money line is here? The Pistons are plus four thirty. The Jazz are minus six hundred. So I'm going to say that the Jazz are a slight favorite in this game. Yeah, I don't know. Pistons on a back to back. Can you expect the bench to come through again? Hopefully, the starters will play better. It's a lot of points, but if I was if I was a betting man, I'd lay the points. See, I, I would actually, after watching that yesterday, I would actually think that they could stay within eleven. Now, I was very, very scared at the end of the game, like we had talked about earlier, about them kind of choking it away. I mean, they were up ten. I looked away for a moment, and then I'm like, they're only up three, mm-hmm. and it was like back to back threes that they hit, and and. Listen, it was a great win. I mean, Aaron Gordon can still jump off the gym. Yes. That's crazy what that guy's doing. But it's a great win to go up against the reigning MVP, get that dub, try to get it. They're going to cover. I don't think that they win this game. No, and they and the fact that they finished the game out. And That's they, And psychologically winning a game on the road, we saw that with the Lions. The stuff, it, it does matter, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, even Corey Joseph played well. He was in there at the end of the game. Like I said, I don't know why Ivy wasn't in there at the end of the game. And it might have just been situational, right? Well, if and somebody and else it was playing, three for 11 from the field. And if somebody is playing better, then so be it, right? I mean, yeah. that's the NBA. There's 12 dudes on your bench or on the team for a reason. Yes. And they're all good enough. Uh, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Another edition of Restore the Floor next week. We appreciate the listenership and uh, – Don't get too stuffed on the turkey. Talk to you next week.